With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Report. Welcome to the Nerd Party. I'm Darren Moser. I'm Philip Gilfus. I'm Daniel Pru. And this is City Alpha 3. Hello and welcome to City Alpha 3, a Star Trek podcast here on the Nerd Party Network. I am Darren Moser and am joined, as always, by my fellow Strandees, Philip and Daniel. It is now a new year. We are a year closer uh, to first contact. Do we say that enough? Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, on our How breaks... Until the first Yo, contact. gosh. Mr. Well, I'm not Mr. Data. You can't just ask me that and I have the number <laughs> ready to pull out. But uh, yeah, in the post-holiday season, has anybody been watching any Star Trek new movies? Or I know we're still in the lull of Prodigy; it hasn't started up again yet. But uh, any rewatches, Daniel? Oh yeah, yeah. We uh, just ticked over to season three of Deep Space Nine, so uh, we've been watching and just got to. The uh, we just got introduced to the Jem'Hadar, made it to the Ooh. Founder's Planet, so uh, and the Defiant showed up. Big things are happening. Very exciting times. Uh, For some reason, really I thought Defiant stuff. showed up in season four, but I guess nope. yeah, season three because season two ended with the, the search, uh, uh, the search, yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously they learned about uh, the destruction of the uh, Odyssey. Odyssey, thank you. Um, and we were just talking off mic about how many people should be on a galaxy class starship. <laughs> Lots. And <laughs> there should be a lot, but it turns out in this episode, just like a, the bare minimum skeleton crew, I think there were 12 people on the whole ship and uh, it got blown up. So uh, that was their way of making, of raising the stakes. And, right. uh, um, you know, it's interesting. That's right. They were basically saying, if this was the Enterprise D, it would have suffered the same fate. This is a villain to be feared. Yes, yes. It's kind of a cheap way to do it, honestly. Uh, but uh, it, it mostly works, I would say. Because we know the Enterprise D would definitely have survived that battle. But the Enterprise D also fell to Lursa and Bator in a 40-year-old bird of prey. So maybe not. Maybe they would have been destroyed. I don't know. Yeah, well, didn't they have the old white man with the gray hair in at the helm? Or you know, so it's yeah, we could we could all see the comparison a mile away. It wasn't a surprise, but yeah, it's not subtle. That's all. That, no, Deep Space Nine is usually not. much more subtle, but and it was pretty on the nose. Is all. I'd it's say. the the uh, Smenterprise has been destroyed. <laughs> oh no, Captain Plumcard! No, <laughs> I mean, you know, I. It was a little too on the nose, but they they could. Oh, Lore is running uh, is running operations on that ship, and uh, oh jeez, 
<laughs> now, now we're. It's not the mirror; it's the doppelganger prize. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the Bizarro Enterprise. The That's Bizarro, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shinzon is in command. <laughs> the other Riker is on. Uh, yeah, is on uh, Tom, oh, wow. Thomas Riker. <laughs> Don't do change Pulaski, this topic, Doctor Daniel, because <laughs> it's happening. I'm just telling you, it's a good, yeah. easy topic right there for you. <laughs> the traveler there? What the heck? Yeah, the yeah, traveler in engineering. Yeah. Uh, uh. Right, so and then somehow uh, blue shirt Picard is wandering the halls, uh, <laughs> unhappy with his so life and career choices. So you're taking all of like the uh, late made playmates action figures, yes. populating the Enterprise. <laughs> like he, like somebody Morph bought you his the- cowboy <laughs> uniform for some reason. <laughs> you just fill the crew with all of like uh, that's funny. Like it's now Star Trek timelines, is what it is. <laughs> that's it's exactly like, what it is. It's yeah, the most yeah. random like costume changes. Oh, okay. Well, the Schmetter Prize will have to keep uh, on sailing. Uh, Philip, Betty, rewatching on your corner of the galaxy, a far, far continent away. Still doing my my slow, but not too slow. Uh, Voyager rewatch. You know, just did basics uh, parts one and two. So and season three now. I'm like, wait, wait is it season two? Um, That's the one so. where they're stranded on the planet after it lands, right? Yeah, and yeah. they get eaten by a dragon, right? One of them gets eaten. Ah, uh, Hogan. Dude, yeah. I mean, like when you watch again, you're because you know, like you're afraid, like oh, it's a random guy. But I'm like, no, that's Hogan. We've seen him several episodes, and he just gets eaten by cave lizard. And I was like, oh man, I liked him. Um, so, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm you know enjoying it still. Um, yeah. So yeah, Voyager. I mean, there's a show where we know the population of the ship like to the T. Because we get reminded <laughs> of it often. They had a chalkboard up can't, on the wall. Can't just go exactly. to the space dock and get more crew. We have to protect the ones we have. Otherwise, we're going to be, uh, everyone's going to be double duty firing. They had to start making scanning. new crew, in fact. They had to say, hey, right. let's, everybody go so, make your babies. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, we didn't plot that as much as we probably should have. They should have should have been more of Naomi's a. Naomi's still in baby form. One kid. In the whole well, then ship, we get, then we get Four a babies. discount. Three kids, yeah. Well, that's on. true, but yeah, they they needed we needed more. Actually, I remember the last episode I watched was the shoot. Oh, okay, so that was your um, Paris Kim in prison the cast in, in Stargate prison. Because there's yeah. a Stargate episode that's very much like that, where oh. the Stargate is how they get in, and they yeah. and then a shoot comes down and pours like food every day. And, and I think it's not a bad episode. I mean, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not necessarily very Star Trekky, but you know, it's one of those because it's a very Kim episode, and, and you know, he doesn't get a lot of them. Um, and he, you know, he does Garrett. You know, I think did a good job, but I mean, you know, it's one of those episodes like when you have characters that don't get a lot of episodes, and then they right. get one, and it's not bad, but you're still like, I don't know if I learned anything more than Harry, other than you know, you got a little different scene. You know, he's a little more gritty. It's not just. Happy sunshine, young ensign. You know he's having to like he almost kills Tom basically. Um, yeah, but still, yeah. So not as bad because I forget were they both in the shoot at the same time yes. or did yeah, one they, show they, up they earlier both, than the other? No, they were both at the same time. They both got falsely uh, imprisoned for a crime they did not commit. And then <laughs> it was like <laughs> it was played as a twist, right? That that you didn't know they were on a spaceship, right? Yeah, and it Which, turns out it was a ship. Yeah. Well, it was a yeah, yeah. I mean, like a outpost, space station, whatever yeah. ship, yeah. But I mean, I, for me, I think that was sort of and because I've seen the episode, I guess. Um, I don't know. I feel like if that's the pl- twist, I mean, you know, 
not for the audience, but for the characters, you know, I feel like you need to sort of have built it up a little more like this, that this feels underground or that they're mining or, you know, there's something because then it's like, well, I mean, it's in space. Why not? Of course, it's space prison. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. It would make well, less sense for it to be on a planet. Um, yeah. In the Stargate episode of a similar vein, they partner with a uh, prisoner there and help her escape but then they find out like she's basically like genocide eugenics crazy woman and like they've re unleashed her on the galaxy so they're like our bad we shouldn't have shouldn't have done that but was it prisoner zero <laughs> oh no it wasn't prisoner zero that's true uh, is there any other sci-fi strategy. we can throw in here come on let's go let's I'm keep sure. Doctor Who reference. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's yeah I'm sure there's lots of Doctor Who it's like and then it's the last dialect and it's been released and now it's I just watched a new Doctor Who on New Year's Day had our New Year's special only a few I mean I said a few more like three three episodes left with a little 13 are they um, doing a crossover thing I saw a promotional image I thought I saw that perhaps it was fa- fan art um, but it was with uh, 10, 11, and I guess she's 14, right? 13 or was 13. She 14? she's 13. Yeah. Oh, 13. No, is not, there any? Okay. Soon. Okay. I was just curious. Um, I think what'll be curious, even again, in the non-Doctor Who podcast, but I think the interesting thing is when um, Russell Davies takes over as the new showrunner and when the next series of Doctor Who begins, it will be the 60th anniversary year. Oh, wow. So but that's when it'll be starting. So, I mean, I, I don't know what Russell will do, but it'll Do be we know who the... Next no. doctor is <laughs> Russell. All we know is who's in charge. Russell's a showrunner, but that's all we know. So he's got the dartboard up. Okay, good to know. Yeah. He's, so interesting. We'll see. Yeah, and and because like you know like like uh, Jody has three three episodes, three or two, I think three left. So there we go, and it's kind of spread throughout the year, like one every three months. So. Oh wow! So we'll find out in. Uh, 2023 who the new doctor is what you're saying yeah i know it's really weird when we were looking at it's like the next series of doctor who will be like october 2023 or something you know oh wow, wow. that's like but almost like, two years away <laughs> uh, yeah i mean like i said there'll be three this year of course that's not a lot because they'll be like specials but still how was the uh, the new year's special was it good i like it it was a a cause and effect uh episode oh Nice. So they were stuck in a time loop, which I, and so with a, with Daleks hunting them down, and so um, it was kind of because you know they kept dying. At was the, it counting down to midnight every time, and then it reset at like fifty nine, fifty nine? Well, it was going by. They kept losing a minute. So like the first time loop was you know they get eleven fifty three next, and then when they died eleven fifty four, and then they died eleven fifty five. Oh, oh so, interesting. Yeah, interesting. So, yeah, it was kind of a cool. Concept. I just want to sip my brandy at midnight. <laughs> Why can't I? Just need to also, just because you popped into my head, the cause and effect episode of Xena was fantastic. It was a great episode. Same thing. She would wake up every morning and uh, go through her day and then die. And so at one point she got so sick of it that she woke up uh, and her friend came in to wake uh, to talk to her. And she just threw her little circle disc at him and <laughs> killed him because she knew the day was going to reset. She just didn't want to get up out of bed. Uh, anyways, it's a fantastic episode. Yeah, just the, Star- the Stargate episode of that is is also really funny because they eventually hit that point where they're like, "I'm just going to take this cycle off. I'm not going <laughs> to tell anybody what's happening. I'm just going to chill and play golf into the Stargate." And uh, then there's even one cycle where Richard Dean Anderson, you know, is like like quits the Navy, like. Or sorry, the Air Force. He quits the Air Force like right before the reset happens, and then kisses like Sam Carter because 
you know, it's the it's the will they won't they couple of the show. But I'm no uh, uh, golf expert, but I think trying to golf with the Stargate makes it a pretty easy game. Uh, I think it'd be well, difficult no, to miss. It's, it's more <laughs> like the distance record is what oh, they're okay, quoting right. on. They're like, oh, it's like, like t- how many, how how far is that? It's like, oh, it's like several million miles. Like, oh, it's got to be a record. You know, it's like, I was going to say, because that thing's pretty, like, 12 feet tall, isn't it? It'd be pretty easy it's, to... I think it's like a... It's, it, I know it in meters. I'm trying to remember. It's it's really big. It's yeah. <laughs> In meters, you know, that's how it's measured, really big. Yeah, really big. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like nine meters across. But, yeah, it's, it's so big. You have no idea how large, <laughs> relatively huge it is. All right, well... Yeah, besides watching reruns and getting ready for Prodigy, uh, this week I wanted to talk about a, uh, what what do we call it? The um, Smithsonian, which I think we talked about at least once in the past. But I wanted us to create a pocket dimension uh, kind of space graveyard museum however we want to call it but i want us to each pick a series of ships pluck them out of time you know it doesn't have to matter if the ship's been destroyed or not at you know the time of this recording but i want us to pick uh, some of our favorite ships from the star trek universe and why we think that they would deserve to be in this uh pocket pocket universe Will kids get to scramble along their decks and and observe uh, the the joys that used to be there? Maybe. I don't know. We haven't gotten that far. But uh, I will kick it off with, uh, I think that the Don't say Enterprise. Don't say Enterprise. Oh, jeez. No, okay. (laughs) Which which number? Which letter? Uh, No, I'm thinking the Reliant uh, is the first, you know, other version uh, non-Constellation class you know, constitution class that we've seen and it you know was in that pivotal battle of the oh what was that nebula called? mutara nebula mutara nebula yes and i'm just like writing the little placard now yeah like seized by khan nunian singh in his last ditch <laughs> effort to destroy the enterprise uh destroyed start like half in a cell floating and it's like well you got to picture the rest yeah it's, you know detached nacelles are all the rage i hear in the future so it doesn't <laughs> doesn't matter but no i think uh you know for a kit bash the reliance really an interesting design just because i think i also saw a video once because you know trekkies we got lots of time on our hands to make videos about star (laughs) trek and they they realized that like the as far as the volume inside the reliant is actually quite greater than the enterprise like it it has a lot more space inside because it has that kind of uh, multi-layer deck on the back of the saucer where all the, even with two um, shuttle bays, like it still has a big volume uh, to, to power everything. So I don't know. It made me kind of almost think, I mean, we, we know the classic, you know, tuna cell primary hole, secondary hole saucer kind of design, but I don't know. Maybe we should have seen more Reliant esque designs uh, for you know. It's more compact. Could probably turn 
and corner better in space. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. You know, it was Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan, not Star Trek to Tokyo Drift. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, he wasn't thinking uh, with his Z axis. He could have been sliding into the Z. Um, but, yeah. But, no, do you guys like this uh, ship design? Or is it... Uh, does it go in the mothball fleet? <laughs> well, I mean, I, we just didn't get to see much. All we saw was a bridge and a transporter room, as I recall. Um, oh, for interiors, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think, though. We don't necessarily see it much in the 24th century. I mean, not, no reason not to. I think we get it once or twice in, like, the big fleet shots, like the really big ones, but yeah. It, oh, yeah, like during the Deep Space Nine fights. Right, but it's kind yeah. of like Constitution and Miranda like didn't make it into that year. Good old... Uh, Oberth, uh, I mean, you know. Well, yeah, o- Oberth and, um, and Excelsior, Excelsior. Those yeah. were the workhorses. These two... Well, Maybe Excelsior, I can kind of get. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think anything should survive. To, I mean, that's ridiculous. Too. But I'll, you know, if we're gonna go for it, but not Oberth. I mean, good lord, I would have rather they converted the Miranda classes into science vessels. It would have made more sense. Am I? Yeah, having, that would make more sense. Am I having a fever dream? Did, have we seen a, a redesign? Was there? Was yes. there? Um, don't I don't have it in front. Of, well, the Saratoga, um, Cisco's. Oh, ship. that's right. I forgot about the Saratoga. So just so that was in service at the Battle of Wolf three five nine. Yep. So, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I've always felt like they haven't been officially unused. It's just we don't see them very often. Did we see a JJ Miranda class? I don't think so. Did we? Lord, I don't. I don't don't know. Did we? Um, (laughs) I feel like we. I don't remember any JJ other than uh, uh, those JJ ships are so just like. I don't remember any other ones, to tell you the truth. Well, oh, I'm looking at it right now. Is this from Beyond? Or was it's, it in 09? Well, I, I mean, I guess it, you could call it a Miranda class. It looks, just because the... Uh, the cells are tucked under. The nacelles are underneath. Um, but it's oh, mostly... Get, it, but it doesn't have the, the deck rider on top. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think we have seen like a serious, crazy redesign. I don't think we have. I mean, I mean technically, if you want to talk about it, the uh, the... Was it the Nebula class? Is is a redesign oh, with I, an Enterprise D type saucer? Like it's basically the same thing that they did, where they take the the Farragut. Yeah, except for they kind of jam the oh um, yeah the uh, secondary hull up into it. But it's so ugly. I hate it. Oh, I mean, you know, it wouldn't be mine because I mean, because it is so flat with just the saucer, right? Where even with the nacelle, because with the 24th century nacelles, it's still flat. Whereas with the 23rd century, the Reliant, you know, has a little more character. I think. Yeah, it has more balance. But yeah, when you shove giant nacelles under, I don't know. I've always liked the Nebula class, but uh, yeah, it's with its big old space wing up top. Somebody. I'm just looking at images now, and somebody—I uh, don't know how how you would what word you would use, what verb you would use to say—but they de they they demoted it or deranked it to the like a TOS version of the Miranda class. Oh yeah, I've seen that, oh, and yeah, that's yeah, kind yeah. of fun. Yeah, yeah, I think that was one thing with the round nacelles and the yeah. s- mm-hmm. the antenna dish. Yeah, uh, I think there was like an antenna dish that pointed forward and backward on the because that's the other thing that you know we 
I think people also kind of forget that that wasn't initially a deflector dish. It was a communications disc. And only later did it become like all ships need a deflector dish, you know. My my question is, is this a in-universe um, pocket Smithsonian that we're doing? Or is this, a, is this a meta thing that we're doing as start? Because if it was in-universe, I would not think that the... Uh, that the Reliant would be something that you would want to memorialize like memorialize. that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, just because, obviously, the bad guys got it and did a bunch of damage. So, uh, I mean, you would probably have some sort of a memorial for the crew, but I don't know that you'd want to keep the ship around. And Well, theoretically, well, theoretically, the crew lived. I mean, they were all stranded on City Alpha, you know, our neighbor. Well, not the, yeah. all the crew. We know that. Well, almost, almost all the, the crew. crew but... Just the captain, first officer. <laughs> was Chekhov the first officer? I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but that's true. Well, you know, they're all interchangeable. We could make it the Saratoga if we really wanted to. I don't know if that's any more special than <laughs> the Reliant. I mean, to Cisco it is, but... I mean, it has Jennifer's dead body in there, but if you don't oh, care about gosh. it, then, Wow. Well, that okay. got blown up anyways. Okay, so. well, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so that's my my first one. I, again, I'm more putting it in just for the design as well. Um, but yes, it's a moment in history. Maybe not a shining example of Starfleet does best, but uh, but definitely worth worth a look. Uh, Philip, what is a ship that you would place in our pocket Spaceonian? Sure, uh, we can. You know, it's it's never been seen on screen. If you say the J, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> well, inside the J is actually the Smithsonian. Um, no, um, we can go two ways because the model's the same, but we've never actually seen the ship I'm about to name, um, other than in Ships of the Line. Um, and I can't remember whether I have the Eagle Moss model or not. If not, I want to get it. Um, but that's the Enterprise Ring Ship. And if that's not Ooh. allowed, in the alternative, just a Vulcan Ring Ship. Um, but I like the, the the old Enterprise, or I don't even know the old. I say you know, well, it was in, I guess we did technically see it. It was in the motion picture rec room. Um, but yeah, just seeing the, the 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 early Starfleet ring ship would be pretty cool. Um, just the concept. I don't know what the inside would look like, but the outside looks pretty cool. Well, yeah, we know what? since the ring is just part of the engine, I think. Mm-hmm. Do so we know what era that is from? Well, I mean, it's uh, before NX-01. <laughs> well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. If it's uh... so, Sometime between Space Shuttle and NX-01. So, I mean, there's <laughs> a bit of a gap the song. there. Dear, well, does a long it... time. Okay, Memory uh, Alpha. back from here. Uh, it's been a long time. I think it's... <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, I didn't realize the model... They also included the model um, on... Oh, it was in uh, into, 2009? Into Darkness, yeah. Oh, Into Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah on his little uh, desk... Fan, fan. <laughs> that is that is cat knocks over. You know. <laughs> so prior to twenty one forty three, so basically, yeah, it's, come, you know. yeah, it's um, interesting. It's so interesting because I, I would I don't think it would be a Starfleet ship. Maybe, maybe no, not. it wouldn't have been a Starfleet yet. Yeah, oh, what do you think? So, well, when was Starfleet formed? Well, old. well, Starfleet. Is I mean Starfleet doesn't have ships. Well, I guess they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, I know. Starfleet. I'm thinking NX on one. When I was know. Starfleet founded? It's, it's, <laughs> not, it's not Federation. I'll agree, but it is Starfleet. 
Do we know when Starfleet was founded? I mean, I'm sure it's somewhere. If only they put it on the seal. 2161 was when Starfleet was founded. Okay, so it was before Starfleet then. It was because a pre-Starfleet I mean, ship, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's weird because, I mean, well, and I mean, this is all fan stuff. Um, because we would retcon that it was sort of a stolen, or did I say stolen? Oh. Taken from the Vulcans. Yeah, it's like they go in... It's like another design crew is like, well, this warp, this two to sell thing isn't working, so we're going to go in a different direction. It's like, or, and they look over I, at their Vulcan colleague, like reading off their page, uh, scribble, scribble. Or I can posit maybe it's a mirror because this is when Zephram Cochran uh, blasted all the Vulcans when they arrived during first contact. <laughs> oh my stole gosh. Their ship, went up, and then we stole all the Vulcan ships, and then this is what, uh, you know, the ISS NX1 looks like. <laughs> It has a registry of XCV as well, which, you know, for whatever that's worth. Uh, experimental. Yeah, CV. definitely experimental. So there's a... Well, there's CV was like the Enterprise, or like CVN, like something and something Navy. I mean, that's what a, you know, modern day Enterprise was CVN. So first contact was in 2063, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, then Starfleet was founded 2161. So there's a hundred year gap of stuff happening that we don't really know or are aware of. But, you know, I'd rather hear about the 31st century, guys, so, you know. <laughs> or, this, or this this was during the private sector Cochrane Enterprises. Um, uh, <laughs> With the beach and the naked women, is that what we're going for? Before the, the government came in and took over a Starfleet. Uh, Very few governments, that's why he chose to build it. Right well, I, and I'm trying to make the sense... So Zephyr must have lived very long, because I'm trying to think. I mean, look. He knew, yeah, the fact that he lives into TOS era. Well, he knows Jonathan Archer's. Well, that's a thing. Um, <laughs> I mean, he, he grew younger in that episode. So, But, yes, I mean, you're technically right. He would have been, you know, 100 and whatever. Um, but older than that, probably. But anyway, um, that he knew uh, Jonathan's dad, Henry. So then the Warp, what was it, the Warp 5 facility? Yeah, the would Warp that, 5 had, complex. Would that have been pre-Starfleet? Well, but like you said, they do. It's okay for Starfleet to not have warp five ships. Like they can have ships; they don't have saying, to be. What was that warp five facility? Was it a private? You know, was that Zeph? Was that Cochrane uh, Enterprises? Cochrane that was Enterprises. That wait, 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 wait. So Starfleet was founded in twenty one sixty one. Twenty one sixty one. All right, remember that. When was the NX one launched? That's a good question. Let's see, NX one. It's the same century. It was launched in 2152. That doesn't make sense. So something doesn't... Uh, so Google must have told... Let's, let's find well, out Well, but quick. does that make sense? Because is... Well, I Enterprise thought, is definitely Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, very um, explicitly Starfleet, for sure. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So Google led me wrong. So we've been, oh, we've been under false Google, pretenses here. Oh, Google Memory alpha or nothing. Memory Alpha says it was founded in twenty in the twenty one thirties. Twenty one thirties. Yeah. So about yeah. So so about twenty ish years before Enterprise. Right. That makes sense. That was launched in twenty one. With all their warp four ships. And then when was the uh, ring ship supposed to have existed? That was in uh, twenty one forty three. So it was after Starfleet. Uh-huh. So it is a Starfleet ship, technically. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like, well, but th- we could fit like 10 people on this ship and it's really inefficient. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, because there's no sense of scale. It looks like mostly engine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, 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 it does perfectly look like, you know, NASA. <laughs> and it's very, on it, yeah. It's like five people in there, like you say. <laughs> Although it like, could, it, maybe it wasn't Star. We don't, I mean, know for sure. Just because Starfleet was founded at that point doesn't mean it was the like, only way to get it's it. It's the space. National Aeronautics Ooh. and Starfleet Association. Are, you, been. are you saying that, that there was a... Um, VHS Betamax race. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think there was. VHS. <laughs> Tuna cells. Betamax. No, ring. No, Tuna cells. Starfleet, no, Starfleet got the um, approval of Bobby Zephram Cochran, which is what pushed it over the edge to become oh. the leading organization for space travel for Earth. But hey, yeah, that's kind of an interesting idea for a show. Why not show like what happened in the, that the time? The warp race. Yeah, the, the warp space race. Space race. That's fun. true. That's true. Well, because go we, with with the with the you know the establishment figure of Zephyr Cochran first to go, but first to go doesn't mean best, and so maybe no, there's just means other the first figures. to make it work. And maybe. we have and we have the ring oh. ships. We have Vulcans who obviously have been traveling in space for a long Ooh. time, and their design doesn't look anything like our design. Maybe Lily created an, uh, an, oh an alternate oh, 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 Lily, no. organization. No, no, no. Lily. <laughs> Unhappy with the events surrounding a First whole, Contact. Um, being written out of history, she got really upset. Thomas Edison. It, it, Tesla. Nikola yep. Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, exactly. Tesla works for Edison. And then, yep. you know, so, yeah. So Lily is the Tesla of warp yes. theory. Wow. Yes. That is not a sentence I thought I was going to be saying today. but uh, And I could see, like, she was like, why don't we work with the Vulcans? We can take some of their ideas. And Cochran's like, no, I, I was actually thinking two to cells all the time. That's the only way to ever build a starship. He's like, I, yeah, I Sometimes three if I'm feeling frivolous, but only two on a normal basis. Basis. That's so, yeah. funny. That's well, this fine. is, uh, I'll show you guys real fast. This is the one I was thinking of with the Enterprise being, sorry, the shuttle Enterprise being towed. Okay, when and, you said shuttle, I didn't mean. Yeah, I thought you were shuttle. talking. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's being towed to, and I think it says the United, the Starfleet Museum of Deep Space Exploration. Yes. I would like to point one thing out as well here, Darren. We have an almost identical perspective from the other image, but you yeah. can very clearly see these ships are very, very differently sized. It is better on the scale. Like you feel like if the uh, the one seven zero one was over on the side of the D, it would be the correct scale. Yeah, but I mean, obviously the Enterprise out. is closer to the, the sorry, the shuttle Enterprise is closer to the camera, obviously, right? As it's as I big mean, as an Excelsior in this shot. But. Well, two problems with this picture: a, it's not. It's, a, there's no A, um, it's, and it's messing up my order. Uh, B, they're using the refit. <laughs> well, the refit. The did... Oh, oh, you're right. Yeah. They are. Wait, 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 wait. How, how? Hang on. What are you? How are you? What are you basing that off? Of? Because that's, it doesn't have round the cells, and there's no A. The right. Well, the the refit wasn't an A. Well, wasn't didn't didn't that's become B. Saying, but there's no A. There's because the B is right behind the shuttle. And there's no A. <laughs> yeah, you can tell there's a Excelsior behind the space shuttle. No, no, no. I, I'm confused. That is the motion picture Enterprise, which, was, which, which did is not also have known an as a. which is also known as the refit, which yeah. did not have the A yet. Correct. Right. But where is the A? It doesn't go in order. That's my thing. Oh, uh, I see what you're B, saying. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, then you would have to Could have... Could they not get the A? And they're like, you know, we'll just do the refit. No one will notice. Because there's no difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's obviously because we can't not have a ship that is of the Kirk 
you know, original series <laughs> ship. We have to have the Kirk theorem. Well, yeah, it's like imagine you're making this poster and it's got A, B, C, and D. You're you going to be like, what D about a Kirk? little bit? You're rotated about. 10 but then you're going to see the E, and nobody wants that. It's going to be. Way <laughs> no, no, you there. push it the other way. D's <laughs> over there, and then C, D, A. You know. um, but anyway, right. but okay, Daniel, Daniel, you're up. Oh man, um, I, I'm. I'm <laughs> You've had 30 minutes to come up with an <laughs> idea. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Spock shuttle, uh, just I because you. of <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> the tremendous importance that it had. Um, the Goddard like, class Spock shuttle, because that's what it looks like. It is looks it like very much. Buckingham Palace. If the flag is up, Spock is in the shuttle. If the flag oh. is down, Spock <laughs> is not in the shuttle. Well, what I, what I was thinking honestly was was uh, was the Phoenix, but it feels way too uh, way too. Can you touch it. Uh, <laughs> it feels too mainstream. You guys picked some pretty out there ideas. I didn't. I didn't realize that's what we were doing. So I, I feel like that's too easy. But of course, I mean, come on, it's the first, well, right? Are you doing original Phoenix or uh, extra spicy Phoenix with the shells are all off and it's the? You have know. a uh, rockets Phoenix versus deployed um, Phoenix. I like deployed. Mean? I like deployed Phoenix the best deployed for sure, uh, and that's more important because that's when it actually did the thing that made. That makes the difference, but uh, you could do either, I guess. Rocket Phoenix is just boring; it's just a rocket. So, can we tell the story? What guy in your head? What you know, Zephram Cochran with you know Riker and LaForge do the warp test, do do do, and they see the Vulcan, see them. You know, mission accomplished. You know, heading one eight zero back to Earth. How does that ship land? Yeah, we we never know. We uh, have, you know, is, does it just go? You know, reverse image of rocket landing. I mean, or to be does, fair, does it have wheels and then, uh, rockets know. land like that. Now we we have rockets that do do that that literally land back the way they started. Does it go I back in the tube. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man, uh, I hope nobody's standing near that because that would be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would what, think. What music does he play when it's landing? I think that 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 bridge capsule pops out, and it's well, a we, classic. We talked landing. about that before. We yeah. talked about like how it. We I remember drawing the cover art because we we based it off of the uh, the scrubbed uh, Gemini pod landing where it had the paraglider that came mm-hmm. out. Yeah, to be this. fair, it like obviously uh, Cochrane has a thing for pop out parts like transformers. <laughs> he of course that we put little wings on the bridge module. What, what and throws me off is that Picard said he touched or he, he wanted to. Or, but he saw the phoenix in the space zone. Oh, that's like, a good point. What did it look like? I mean, like, yeah. was it? I would well, think. Then, well, here, then... here's a question. Well, what if the? Oh no, but they're already down. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I was gonna say that. <clears throat> I was gonna say that the Vulcans could help lower it, but then I'm oh, like, yeah. but they're already, but they're already down. Yeah. By the time they meet the Vulcans, no, no but I it... love that. But they t- go to warp speed, and and you know, Riker's like, "You did it." Zephyr's like, "All right." Um... Now we die. Shoot! <laughs> I'd have never actually thought about landing. Uh, well, or they could they could <laughs> separate the co- the cockpit, land it, and then the Vulcans help land the rest of the ship, 
and that way they could put it back together and put it in the museum. Like that's what I was meaning. That's what I would think. That whole conversation after the jukebox, like you guys were just going to leave antimatter floating in space. <laughs> uh, we mean, don't do that. that? It's not. Uh, oh boy. How do you oh think boy. if they, if that is the case? <laughs> Have you what seen you... all the satellites around our planet? Like, where's a junkyard? <laughs> like, we don't care about anything. <laughs> what do you think? the method the Vulcans would have used would have been? Do you think it would have been uh, a tractor beam down to the surface, or do you uh, think it would have just beamed it? Is it it's pretty big. Like, yeah. Transporters I mean, were definitely invented. I, I don't know if Vulcans had them at the time, but they... I, don't, oh. I think it's unclear. I don't know if they did. Because That's a good know, question. We know the um, They didn't beam down to the who planet. Who invented transporter technology. Now, whether he just invented that for... You know the human technology uh, line, and I don't know. It, it's a good question whether other species had transporter technology before we. Did. That is a good question. I don't know, but I would. I would think because again, the Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As long as they stabilize its orbit, you don't have to bring it down anytime soon right heck you could park it in a Lorange point and get to it later it's not like the hard point is obviously it's not gonna i mean you know better than me darren it's not gonna come down anytime soon but it will eventually come down and that thing has antimatter you don't want that crashing down from a decay well yeah if you park it in a Lorange point (laughs) it's not going anywhere you know unless it gets hit by something and what are the chances of oh, oh oh wait all that space junk we just talked about don't look up well, yeah, well, Lorange points are... We'll stick it at Lorange, like, four or something. Just put it on the moon. Just, yeah, just, put, just park it on the I mean, moon. You can see uh, the Phoenix on a good day. Right <laughs> there on the moon. All right, Darren, I mean, what do you got? I mean, yeah, yeah, there's no reason you can't put it on the moon, but... Um, <laughs> no, I was... Is it like the, the landfill of... Put it in Lake Armstrong. Put it on the moon. <laughs> you know Lake Armstrong isn't actually a lake, right? It's not yeah. actually uh, suited for that. But um, no, I was... Again, I was trying to think of like, you know, obscure type ships or, you know, ones. And and I I want to... Maybe Eagle Moss has helped me make this decision. Maybe it hasn't just... Um, but I want to put the uh, the time ship from oh, what did oh, he call uh, it? Relativity? relativity yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, relativity. No, I'm thinking uh, Anorax's time ship. The uh, oh oh year of hell. The year of hell time ship. The big. Did it have a name? I don't know that it had a name. It, it might have. I'm just trying to think. It. Uh, it you looked. Talk, I'll get up. It looked like a big, uh, had the big crystal lens in the front of it. Kind of looked semi Babylon Five ish in its shape and direction. But um, you know, it's it's got to be. It's the backbone of the museum. It's like really far away, and like all of our stuff looks really good in front of it because it's so massive. Um, but uh, yeah, his Anarx's time ship of doom. The, I mean, that's not the name of the ship. That's, well, that's the, the name yeah. of the. That's like naming it the yeah. human. <laughs> you know, it's USS Human uh, deploying over here, but 
no, I I liked that design. It was, I mean, it gets crashed into by the Voyager and blowed up, but uh, yeah, it was just an interesting alien design that didn't look like anything else we'd seen before, whatever it was named. But, uh, yeah, no, I think, uh, I mean, now you're making me think the relativity, I should have gone that route with relationships, <laughs> but that was all swoopy and, you know, curvy and it's just called, at least on, on, um, memory alpha, the Krenum weapon ship. That's all it's called. <laughs> weapon ship one real original and anorex. could have given it name of his dead wife or something. You know, I had forgotten what the relativity looked like. Yeah. It's like. It's a Wells class. It's a, uh, but it's really curvy and drippy. Like it, it looks t- like really small to me. It looks like a shuttlecraft almost. Yeah, I was, but I'm sure it's not. Relativity. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, based on the windows, because that's usually all we have to go off of, is it looks like yeah, it looks like um, like maybe Defiant sized. I'd say yeah, smaller than a Defiant, uh. but not by much. So you know, here you go, Dan. <coughs> so, I mean, again, this is going to be non canon, but according to Star Trek Attack Wing, which I think is a board game. <laughs> oh, um, Star Trek Attack Wing. The ship is named the Kiana Prime. K Y A N A. Okay, at least that Prime. sounds like a name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Bunch of letters forming a word. Well, and in the Wells class, it doesn't have nacelles, but it has these, like, discs on the back. So it's kind of like a, a ring. Nacelle hybrid. Oh God, it's ugly from the front. Dear Lord, never look at a picture of the Wells class from the front. It's ugly from every direction. I would argue. Yeah, but. it's like they made it out of clay and then kind of heated it and let it kind of drip back. I mean, I get what they were going for, but oh, oh yeah, it. It's magic. Except for that Do three quarter you, view, it does not look good. Interesting fact about. The Wells class, the relativity specifically, but the Wells class in general, they had a t- uh, a uh, transporter that could te- teleport you through time. Yep, the temporal transporter. Time, right? Uh, and obviously space because you can bring it where you want. This was a ship two hundred years before the events of Star Trek Discovery uh. seasons three and four, and these people couldn't find dilithium anywhere. I'm just saying, man. I'm just saying that well, this technology this ship, existed. What if the ship blew up at the burn? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the technology burn, still exists. Burn. Just saying. Anyways. Well, I'm guessing that the because it is run by the Department of Temporal Investigations that they would frown on even the cataclysmic change of the galaxy. They would still I mean, fix who's, who's in charge of them, I wonder? Could it possibly be... Starfleet or the head of the Federation? Ah, uh, who knows? I think they're splinter cell at this point. Oh, they're, they're like Section 31. They don't report to anyone? Black I, I would think around. so, because think about it. If you were not... It, it, let's say you're the president of the Federation and the president of the Federation. and something happens, you're, you're going to want to be like, hey, temporal investigation, do you mind going back and making sure Earth didn't get blown up or whatever? <laughs> You know, and it's like, but their mandate is not to do that. Well, I understand that. I, I understand that. But they also can go back and take dilithium from a, let's just say, a dilithium planet that might just oh, be sitting I in the middle of saying. out of a nebula. Just take the dilithium for some reason. Yeah. 
Oh, it's because the little kid's crying in the middle of it. Anyways, <laughs> it's not important. Not important. I'm just saying this This no, technology. I see what you're saying. This just technology existed to 200 years before, uh, uh, you know, the events of Discovery. That's all I'm saying. Now, now I mean, and, sorry. Um, I'm trying to remember. Cronenberg, uh, that's his name, right? Um, did say, talk, did talk briefly about temporal agents because he was talking to. Um, yeah, look, it looks like they've closed that plot line. Philip, well, there was a it, yes, the one line that they the wrote about agents it. and something something. There was one line where he said, "Oh, t- uh, temporal stuff is outlawed now because of the because of the war." Oh yeah, that we, that's right. Civil war. Because of the temporal cold war that we heard about in Enterprise, and that one line shuts off this entire thing from being anything. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It obviously doesn't work for me. But oh, uh, Daniels will never know you. <laughs> I'd like to put him in the museum. Is he allowed? Oh, yes. Oh, he's, he's the, he's the holographic guy. He the, he's museum. the curator. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> the docent. <laughs> he's okay. actually in his Enterprise crewman uniform. Okay, well, we'll have the time ship wing, and we'll have both the Relativity and the uh, Krenum weapon ship 1A, whatever they called it. <laughs> it's only when he's on board is it called the weapon. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Changing call sign to 1A. <laughs> Time <laughs> one. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, I think uh, one more round should do it. Uh, Philip. Uh, this is going to be kind of an easy one, um, but uh, I'll say it anyway, and I was just looking up an Eagle Moss and Hero Collector um, for it. <laughs> Um, but Thank you, Eagle Moss, for not sponsoring this show. But Yeah, well, it's not available, so now they've angered me. Um, <laughs> Prometheus, USS Prometheus, um, from Ship in a Bottle. Um, and, I mean, because, you know, it would... Uh, you just really like Andy Dick that much, huh? <laughs> you get to press the button and, you know, tactical mode, and you get to see the... Yeah, tactical you know, assault mode. Was it three parts, right? Yeah, because yeah. it goes with a little teeny nacelle pops out the top one. to keep it at warp, right? It Daniel? reminds me, right, <laughs> Darren? I know you you watch it. I'm sure Daniel, you've seen it in your life. But it reminds me of BattleBots, and sometimes <laughs> not always. Sometimes on BattleBots, they'll have like a useless drone, um, either a flying oh, or a yeah. ground one that just does nothing except get run over. Uh, but it, it's like the little part, just it's buzzing around, and everyone's like, ah, don't pay attention to that one. It's really the two big halves that have been sliced in half that we should worry about. Also, answering Daniel's question on how big the Wells is, I'm, I mean, we keep saying Wells, but relativity. It, looking at the schematic, it looks like it is probably only like four or five decks of people. So it is much, yeah, you're right. It's pretty much very similar to a Defiant size. Yeah. I guess yeah. you don't, when you have the ability to go through time, you're... You don't really need a lot of force, I guess. So, so do you, maybe you don't need a, you don't even need quarters because they just, time warp into their home <laughs> and then they bring them back. Okay, Good. day shift, time to come back. Okay. Could be. Could be. I mean, there's no reason not to. We know that when uh, Cisco was living on Earth for a time, he would uh, he would commute to San Francisco from... Oh, that's right. Uh, so if you have that ability and it's, it's literally at the press of a button, of course, it would change the way you would do business. Yeah. Well, hey, we saw the ability to transport into the next adjacent room changed, you know. Why walk to the, uh, what is it called? Uh, ready room when you can just beam there. Oh, you yeah, know, discovery. Yeah. Yes, yes. But, uh, all right, last Wait, one yes. for us, Daniel. What's rounding off? What is the jewel 
of our collection. <laughs> I think this is a, exhibit. I think this is a pretty good pick, um, but it's also kind of muted by the fact that uh, alternate universes are a dime a dozen in in the Star Trek universe. But I was going to say the jellyfish. Um, as oh, a, a good as, old jellyfish. As a ship that has straddled two separate Star Trek universes, would be very interesting to have. Uh, and uh, and we know it's very fast and designed by Geordi. So yes. lots of oh, things to like about it. Flown by Spock. And flown by Spock, yeah. yeah. So that's what the I The good think. old jellyfish. It was History the first to arrive. Spock died that day. <laughs> All right, well... It's been fun placing random ships from out of time and out of space into the Starfleet Deep Space Memorial, whatever they're calling it. We'll stick it in a range point and it'll all be good. But uh, Daniel, if someone wanted to talk to you about uh, jellyfish designs, uh, where would they find you? They could find me at 1UpDan. That's the number one, not the word. As in, they had the best sound effects of all the ships. Let's go. All right. And, Philip, if someone wanted to talk to you about uh, which version of the Enterprise should go, where would they find you? The no A. The no A. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Enterprise it's a dumb question. Um, <laughs> uh, they can find me at NC Public Server on Twitter. And now, Darren, I'm looking at uh, here at Collector. Um, there's a ship on here I don't know why you don't own. It has your, not your literal name, but they have the USS Bozeman, NCC 1941. I mean, <laughs> come on, Darren. Why is that not in your collection? You have a lot of explaining to do. Oh, that's true. It, uh, well, it kept colliding with um, the Enterprise, the Enterprise yeah. D ship that I had, so I had to separate them. So, uh, but They also have, which I think is funny. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's cool, but it's, like, it's funny. I've never thought that anyone would actually make it. Um, it's called the UES, which I assume means United Earthship. Warp Delta Starship. We were just joking about it earlier with the beginning of Enterprise. You know, the one between like. The last oh yeah, you like you see it, it in shuttle. It looks like a shuttle, but like it's an yeah. actual ship. They you made. see it in funny. the intro to Enterprise, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Well, now I'll look up the Bozeman, and we'll see if we can add him <laughs> to my. I mean, it's not that expensive, at least in UK mine. Yeah. All right. Well, did you say where people could find you? I can't recall. Yep. Okay, well, if people want to find me and how uh, I'm looking now for a Bozeman, uh, they can go to drsci-fi.com, D-R-S-C-I-F-I. Well, I'm Darren Moser. I'm Philip Gilfus. I'm Daniel Brew. Stranded here under the orbit of the museum on City Alpha 3. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.